guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Old Beasley continues his run. Here we go with the pace again of Jordan McLaughlin. And he hits another. Beasley, that has been his forte. He's got another. Beasley out of the corner. Another triple for Threesley. Old Beasley. Thank you, sir. I'll have another. Beasley. Oh, he's got six. McLaughlin ahead to Beasley. Malik is absolutely on fire. You know what to do. Get the flag, Judd. Had it already. I was, I was waving it as Threesley. Threesley. Take that. Never a doubt. Never doubted him. Why would you hot. ever consider trading Malik Threesley? Why? I would have traded him last night. I mean, who has been calling for Malik Threesley to be traded? I don't know. You guys are idiots. Threesley. Okay. Threesley, Beasley, I would have traded them last night. Uh, Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports, entertainment, speculation, therapy, etc. And uh, I brought this up as we were trying to figure out Royce's connection earlier today. But yeah, I, I do check the NBA standings sometimes multiple times per day mm-hmm. just to see. You never know. You never know what's going what's gonna to change. And uh, I usually, just for full disclosure, I usually, like, I'll, I'll scope out, okay, how close are the Wolves to climbing up another peg? Like, like they're seventh right now. They're a game back at Denver. And they're, uh, they're two and a half back of the Mavericks. And they're only four back of the Jazz. So, like, but what I mostly check the standings for is, you know, because it's the Timberwolves. 17 years of just, you know, whack-a-mole. They're just hitting you upside the head as a fan is how far are they separated from the 11 seed in terms of, like, securing a spot at least in the play-in game. Mm -hmm. And uh, as of this morning, they are nine games clear of the Portland Trailblazers who just waved the white flag by trading C.J. McCollum. Get the flag. So they're pretty much in. They're pretty much in. That's right. The play-in game. I love the war. I love the the Blazers. By the way, they're like, uh, don't worry, we're just uh, clearing space for free agents to sign and play with Dame Lillard. It's like Dame Lillard's like thirty two now. He's, you, hey, all of you guys, blew hey, this. Dame they can take care the of their own house. Okay, <laughs> I'm letting them take care of their own house in Portland, Rip City. So, uh, so the Wolves are, are locked in right now to the seven seed. They they should beat the Kings again, fingers crossed. But I want to ask you guys. You know, we touched on this yesterday. D'Lo made that comment about quiet-ass fans. Or maybe Monday we talked about this, whatever it was. And it kind of ruffled some people. Like, we have quiet-ass fans, man. This organization's been garbage for, well, 17 years, but some might say for the better part of, you know, 30-plus years. Need a little more. Maybe the players need to learn a little bit more about the history here. And so Johnny K wrote a piece about this in The Athletic, and then there was this exchange on Twitter yesterday. Jim Peterson, friend of the show, said every Timberwolves player and fan should read Johnny K's piece today. The players need to understand the team history as the fans learn to support this super hardworking group of players and coaches, which I think is a fair assessment. And D'Lo responded back and said, Jim, I'm just challenging our fans to adjust to this special team. If it's not too much to ask from here on, standing until we score to start the game would be cool. Love y'all. Peace. I think all this is fair. I, that that arena, 
we need like a John Taffer like bar rescue situation for well, the arena, the, sucks, the, in, the in arena, everything yeah, like the aesthetic, yeah. the the vibe. There's no tradition, you know. It's just it's a terrible arena. I love John like, Taffer. It, it's just a piece of crap. Shut Look, it down. That, Shut it down. Serving beer here. This is a disgrace. I can just yeah. see him. He's chewing. He's chewing There's out rats crunch. in here. This is they're getting people <laughs> sick. It's so good. It is a, it is a piece of crap. Arena atmosphere Let's rescue with John Tavern. Yeah. That's what Let's he's call it spade a spade. But it's not uh, just like the actual building. I mean, it's right, like, right, right. you know, there's no, there's yeah. no, it's. Well, the more I think about this, and, and Johnny K's piece was insightful. Um, and I agreed with lots of his points because these fans, like, like Phil, who's a prime example, have been dragged through a lot of crap. Uh, but the more I sort of think about this, and because it's not like, it's not a huge story, but it's interesting. I go more and more to D'Angelo Russell's side, and here's why. I don't want my players held hostage by what they have to think about, by the sins of the past Wolves teams, which were built by morons like David Kahn. Um, uh, Mikhail was ve- was good at one time, but certainly lost his fastball, and the worst part is he seemingly did not care. But I don't want these guys to have to understand. They're, no, that's not their job. Their job is to play basketball and win damn basketball games. And so I think D'Lo, in his point, because he's a very reasonable guy. Like, he is not a hothead who's just, like, spouting off and, and tries to be a great quote. I mean, he's incredibly thoughtful at, at times um, about basketball and non-basketball issues. But I don't want these guys to like be like, well, yeah, I mean, this organization, if you look at it, they fans shouldn't be cheering. He said, I think the best part about his tweet to Jim Pete, and I agree with this potentially, but for him to think this is all that matters. This team seems different, and it does have a special quality. Now, that does not mean they are LOB contenders, okay? But what they are is they seem to be a team. They play like a team. They they seem to enjoy, I, I mean, the Jimmy Butler playoff year was essentially a, um, a team that won enough games, but at times was pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. It looked miserable. It really did. The coach, mm-hmm. Butler, the whole thing looked like it didn't work, and, and the fact that it didn't last long-term is not shocking. Um, but, yeah, I don't want these guys to like be like, well, the sins of the previous team. So, so I go more and more towards D'Angelo. You go. You're right. I think, yeah, and I, I don't know. He, I think he's right in that. Okay, if we just look at this team in a vacuum, it's overachieving based on expectations. I mean, hell, the, you know, Vegas had him at a thirty-four and a half win total, and they're five games away from. They're gonna, they might pass that in the next two weeks. You know, way before the end of the season. Yeah. So in a vacuum, yeah, this team deserves to be celebrated more because they're finally like. They're becoming a viable team that can beat almost anybody on any given night. I don't think they can beat the Suns or the Warriors in a seven-game series, but you know, could they fight Memphis in a seven-game series? Yes, and everyone behind Memphis, absolutely. But where I agree with Jim Pete and Johnny K is, and what I would say to D'Lo is, be patient. You are literally talking about a generation of damaged fans, and I believe it was Kyle Teague, uh, noted Wolves blogger, Post and I'm paraphrasing this because I don't have the tweet in front of me. But he said, "There's probably no fan base in American sports the last like 20 or 30 years that has invested more with almost zero return." Sure. And so, Timberwolves fans almost deserve 
to to be given the benefit of the doubt just based on everything the last 20 or 30 years like when 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 those fans decide that it's okay it's safe to come outside and actually cheer and invest your heart into this team a little bit it'll ha- like it will happen this year that arena will be much more raucous at some point if they keep doing this but your PTSD is not the player's problem like as far as the business ops go, yeah. If if you if you are like, well, I don't really want to buy tickets yet, or this guy, I, that's fine. But what I'm saying is the expectation of the players. I love this idea of you know what, shut up and we are gonna go. It's go time now. Go time. We it, it's been enough time of feeling sorry about well, this franchise is, is been terrible, which it has been. I sort of like the the players' mentality though of of we're on to something here that's positive and might be special, and we are going to grab the fans by their collars and drag them and say, it's go time. So I, I like this coming from a player. As long as, I guess, as long as it's not them getting, like, mad and wondering, like, what are these idiot fans? Like, that's how the the original D'Lo comment came off as, like, it, 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 he, he called them, in passing, kind of called them quiet-ass fans. Like and But to me, it, it, when someone says it that like he said it without even really thinking as if the players talk about it on a regular basis behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think all I would say is I love the dialogue between Jim Pete and D'Lo. You know, D'Lo even took kind of the Minnesota passive aggressive. I'm going to read his tweet again. Hey, Jim, I'm just, hey, Jim, you know, I'm just, hey, just going to sneak up, oh, oh, just going to sneak up by you there. Uh, I'm just challenging our fans to adjust to this special team. If it's not too much to ask, you know, if I could just, you know, uh, how about standing, <laughs> standing until no, he's, I think he's being, I think he's trying to be respectful and polite. Well, I think he knows I'll, how it came off the first I'm on time. his side. So I'm on. And by the way, standing until the team scores to start the game. I think the links have been doing that yes. for a long time. Yes. So can we get, this was all, this has always been my beef with, with fellow Minnesota sports fans. Like even twins playoff games at target field, it's this pins and needles. Ugh. Oh God. You know, people telling each other to sit down during playoff games. Like I'm telling you, when the Twins went to the playoffs for the first time at Target Field in 2010, I was covering the team as a beat writer. I was witnessing people yell at other fans for standing up during the game. Yeah, come to be. It's a freaking man. playoff game against the Yankees at Target Center or at we're, Target Field. Yeah, nah. We're drinking a, at the X. I was a the X nervous. Yelling. Yelling. The X has a great We're, swe- we're yeah. saying Crawford, Crawford. <laughs> yeah. I'm with it. you there. So let's, let's, but yeah. there's no, but here's the thing. At least like the wild have been competitive enough oh. and they've been to the playoffs enough and they've had some star players where like, there's a little swagger still, even though they've never actually like been to the Stanley cup. There's a little swag. It's the state of hockey. You know, it's like, there's this branding behind it. Yeah. yeah. There's no, from a branding standpoint, from a performance standpoint, yeah. like there's no reason for Wolves fans to feel s- swagger. Sure, but I, I want, but I want the players to encourage that, and and I think that in a lot of ways this does that. And look, I, I'm sure that the guy who who is most PO'd is Pat Bev, because I mean that guy is so intense, and he is continually trying to get the fans jacked up. Um, I'm just saying, I I like a lot of things about this Wolves team from a mentality standpoint. Can't say that about a lot of the Wolves teams in, let's say, the last 17 to 18 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, Dex. I was going to say, um, another more, we've been having a lot of like semi-breaking news. We recorded Purple Daily. We have, a, we have another one here. Oh, wow. That relates here, to I'll the Wolves, you. too. I'll hit you here. I'll hit you. Trade? Not a trade. They traded for Lillard. Not a trade. They traded Easily D'Lo. Gone? Nope. D'Lo's gone after, after Three, his controversial Threesley. comments. Threesley. Actually, Threesley. it's no one involved on the current Wolves. 
Former friend of the show, Gerson Rosas, is joining the New York Knicks as a consultant, according to Mark Stein. Okay. The Stein line. So the Knicks are eyeing Gerson Rosas as a consultant in Interesting. New York so, in the Big Apple. <laughs> Rosas has, has a long history with Leon Rose and CAA. Leon Rose, he's the he's the GM now, right? Of the, yes, and he was the, the Pobo. longtime head of the agency. I think. According to Mark Stein, yeah. the Knicks have declined any. Uh, the Knicks have declined his request for comment. Uh, he was at. He was with team officials. In Denver last night, so oh, if, he, if there was a plus one to that gathering or not. I was going to say, I wonder if that, well, Big Apple's got plenty of opportunity. <laughs> Get the flag. Get the flag. Oh, hold on. Get the flag. Hold on. Hold on. Come on. There you go. There Get, though. Get, your, Get your PR, Percy. You're good. Here we go. Timberwolves, thank you very much for the flag. You know, uh, when it comes to the Timberwolves, I can tell you one of their longtime partners, just like ours, is Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around helping business owners maximize the success and potential of their businesses since the early 1900s. And you can find out all about the resources and people that uh, Federated can provide to help your business at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, we got to get to write that down predictions here and an accountability session. But uh, the Timberwolves sitting pretty nice, sitting pretty nice in the West. Don't be quiet ass anymore. Yeah, let's get loud. Uh, Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Every Wednesday. That's right. Right now. Right now. Right this second. On two different shows every Wednesday, on Mackie and Judd and on Purple Daily. We are the only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions statistically. So you you know how wrong we are. Unlike some of these other guys. Like There, there was a time where Stephen A. Smith was wrong with his NBA Finals pick, seven consecutive years. Not at the beginning of the season, but like, okay, here are the two Finals teams. Which one do you think is going to win? And I love me some Stephen A. Smith. Love I think he's entertaining. Man. But, like, I mean, they just kind of swept that under the rug. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there was an accountability session for that. Seven straight years. Hot takes, more important than accurate predictions or accurate takes. Yeah, gotta but but I think you gotta put gotta put your statistics. I like how AEW does the uh, like the wrestling win percentages, right? Yes. They got like the win loss records. I love for that. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know. I want to know what's happening. Win so, loss records. Come on, fake right, stat. Okay, write that down. Is presented today by Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear that you're ever gonna put on, and the official underwear of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Uh, Chillboys.com. If you want to get a pair or ten for yourself. You can also get the long underwear, which come in handy this time of year until the weather turns. Minnesota-based company making the most comfortable underwear on the planet, chillboys.com. All right, here's how Write That Down works, boys. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you guys want to participate like Arjun is about to, uh, you can just hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab at the bottom of it, and uh, you, can, uh, you can send us your request to be on Write That Down. Are you ready do this. to be held accountable? Happens every week. Gotten used to it. Okay. All right, let's start with Judd here. 
had a few things come off the board. We'll uh, we'll start with this one. You said Kirill Kaprizov will score three or more goals on the upcoming four-game road trip that ended last night. I believe he scored two, if my math was. They got, they got shut out. They got blank last night for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said Rick Spielman will spend the next season doing television work, and he did some TV work, but then he got hired by the Jaguars. So you said he was going to be a consistent studio color commentator. I tried to find it yesterday, and I couldn't find confirmation that it was done. I don't. I mean, we can take this off the board. Yeah, I don't think it's official yet. I'm just saying until until it's official, it seems like it should be pending. But okay, all right. I mean, you never know. It's the Jaguars. They usually could pull the rug out from under our guy Rick. That's true. Okay, we can leave it pending. So we'll just Ooh, good. take that off. Uh, you did say the Wild. Now, I need some confirmation here. You said the Wild would win three of their next four against the Rangers, Islanders, Blackhawks, Jets. They did win three of four. And, I, and I'm wondering, did you say exactly three of four? This is how Declan wrote it down in the, um, in the sheet here. Or was it supposed to be three? at least three of their next four? Because if the it's wi- exactly three of the next I'll four, I think that's a home run. The Wild will win three of four games on their upcoming trip to the Rangers, Islanders, Blackhawks, and Jets. That's exactly what I wrote. The Wild win three of the next four. Then I think it's a well, I think it's a home run. There. Okay. And I and and if you guys, I'm I'm saying that because you said exactly three of the next right. four, and I didn't say at least, yep. which they did, then it is a home run. But that's so what I, I, I got to go into the official scores sheet here, and you got to uh, change my my scorecard's a mess. I know. I hope it's not so, written in pen. It is kind of for this episode. Yes. Oh, darn it! You got to write in pencil. Oh. Unfortunately. Um, I had a bad week. I said the Wild would win their next three games to make it an eight-game winning streak, and uh, the loss last night put an end to that. I said uh, Cam Talbot would give up at least six goals or more again in a game before he posts his first shutout, which he didn't. He did post his first shutout. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, didn't give him a 6-5. <laughs> I said uh, Brian Dozier would make the Twins <laughs> Hall of Fame before Dan Bleeping Gladden. <laughs> Should bleeping be up since it's part of his name? I'm actually kind of shocked that the voters did the right thing here. I thought that there'd be, you know, Dozier envy because, oh, he's nice to us. We cover Dozier. He's so nice. But Gladden deserves it. You can't help yourself, can you? Taking shots. I mean, I saw the I saw the Dozier family doing walks around. My, they, I think they live, like, right behind my building. I see them all the time with their French bulldog. They were, they were nice. I saw Monte Carlo numerous times. They seem like nice people. Monte Carlo. The Monte Carlo wings. Oh, great. Fantastic. Great wings. Great wings. Great wings. Great wings. Um, and then I said uh, Eric Bieniemy would get snubbed in the head coaching cycle, which all the spots are filled. So unless one opens up here, that is correct. If it opens up and he gets it, we can revisit it. Listeners sure. had nothing come off the board. Declan, you said Kevin Fiala will register a point against the Blackhawks last Wednesday, and he did. He actually registered two points in that game. So with that, you can ignore these here. I mean, Declan's is right, 455 uh, with a homer. Judd actually has two home runs. Uh, we'll have to adjust his batting average, but uh, I'm batting 278 with a home run. Listeners, still not on the board as we are now into the second week in February. So maybe our guy, Arjun, can change the listener's luck. And he's coming to us from uh, a much different time zone over in Australia. What time is it right now, Arjun? It's uh, it's 3.43 a.m., over here, um, but keen to keen to get some predictions on the board. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Man, what time you. would you ordinarily be waking up? Like, how early are we are we forcing you out of out of bed here? 
I'll be honest, I'm more of a night owl. Um, so I would normally go to bed around 1am and get up around 8.30am. But but I do wake up early when the NFL's on, so I'm sort of used to sort of used to this time. Love it. When your alarm goes off. Football. Football season. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just football. <laughs> wake up, football. All right, so here's how this works. We're going to start with Arjun over to Judd. Declan, back to me. Three trips around the room. The predictions must be quantifiable, and that's pretty much the, the only rule. So lead us off, sir. Right, let's down. do this. So for my first prediction, um, it's going to be a Kirk Cousins one. So I think Kirk Cousins will not speak publicly about the hiring of Kevin O'Connell in the first 14 days after it's officially announced by the organization. Wow. It I is like weird. It. Like he hasn't said good. anything yet. That's a great prediction, dude. It's been over a month since they. It's been a month since they fired everyone. Well, They've got a new the GM pro- and a new coach. He hasn't and he was, spoke, and he was at the Pro Bowl. How, like, what, was he not available thing. for media? I'm sure he was. I think I saw something like in passing, like over an interview or something. He 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 said something very brief on it. Okay, well, but it, it wasn't it very like, like. But it wasn't. It was you know like a six second quote or something like it wasn't anything worth telling it's weird it is weird that he hasn't like right. publicly had a press conference or anything teammates certainly did like don't you I think mean, from what i know he hasn't said anything about zimmer or spielman yet so mm-hmm. i think it's... he'll probably do the same with kevin o'connell yeah it's... i think that's accurate okay i'm on his twitter account he hasn't tweeted since december i just want to see it. did he not post any like instagram things with well there was that one picture where it was like the other four Vikings in a picture together at the Pro Bowl, but no yes. Kirk. Let me just—I just want to verify here. Has he? Maybe he put a statement on an Instagram or something, and I missed it. Let's see. Nothing on Twitter. Uh, okay, there we go. So he did post a, a picture of him and JJ at least from the Pro Bowl. Oh That's, yeah, no, they're, having they're... fun, having fun at the Pro Bowl with with uh, Justin Jefferson. Just a picture yeah. of them smiling together. Okay. All right. Oh. That's great. Uh, that's great. Good for them. I'm glad. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad hear, would just I'm, like to hear from the team leader. Oh. I'm glad they're good friends. That's awesome. Okay, Judge. Um, oh, okay. Let's go. The, the U.S. women's hockey team will beat Canada in the gold medal game at the Olympics. So, do you think US... their their rope would open them? Do you think they lost on purpose a couple days ago? They had like 53 shots. So, like, they played well. They they just it's it fell apart. I don't know, but I think they're going to come back and. It's almost a certainty. It's going to be a shock if these two teams don't meet in the uh, in the championship game. So the U.S. women's hockey team, Declan, will beat Canada in the okay. gold medal game. All right. Okay. Can Write do this that. Down. Can do that. Okay. All right. Next. I have a couple wild predictions. One I'm going to push out, and one that I'll have by next week. But I'm actually going to drink some Wolves Kool Aid to start here. I'm going to maybe steal some of Macadac Thunder a little bit and pass me some of that oh. that Wolves Kool Aid, Phil. I'll say this: The Wolves have uh, eight games remaining in the month of February, as of as of this prediction. There's eight games left. I'll say the Wolves will win at least five games between now and the end of the month. Okay. So they will win at least five games between now and the end of February. Eight games in the docket as of this recording. They'll win at least five of them. Write that down. And they've got you know there's some tough ones in yeah, here. There yeah, they're going through an easy stretch right now, but they have to play at Chicago on Friday. The Pacers are not a pushover. Warriors um, again, I think. I think they had the. They that's had the March first. March first, but they do it. play at Cleveland, and Cleveland's actually one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They mm-hmm. just traded Rubio on the on the twenty eighth. Then they play they play home against Memphis and Philadelphia. So they're actually going to be they're probably only going to be favored in like four of these games. So this is a, this is a good break. Write this down. Okay. 
All right, uh, write this down. Let's go with uh, let's go with this one. I think the Wolves are going to stand pat at the trade deadline. There's been all these discussions and all these players floated out there. I think the Ben Simmons stuff is dead. Actually, it sounds like it sounds like the Ben Simmons James Harden swap is a real thing that might happen here in the next couple of days. I believe I saw uh, maybe it was Windy or somebody saying, "Yeah, this is it's definitely going to happen." So uh, I think the Wolves are going to look at this and say, uh, "There goes Windy." Windy. See you, Brian. Bye, Brian. I think they're going to stand pat. Malik Beasley's on fire. Torian Prince is on would, fire. Jordan I'd, McLaughlin's come in as this amazing backup guard. I would consider a Malik trade if his current hot streak is intriguing a team like the Celtics. Yeah, but you can trade him in the offseason. Sure. Like if, if you oh, think so. he's about to be hot for the next three months and ride him out and trade comp- him in the offseason. No, 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 no. I think the deadline passes and guys like him go back to being cold. <laughs> Guys like you know he's a shooter. guys like him. Guys like no, what, I'm what saying guys, guys like, like him. The mentality, the mentality is not right. The mentality is not right. He he is showcasing himself, and he is a guy who, when he gets hot, can shoot super well. But I'm telling you, the deadline pass. I've seen this before. He's going to go back to being coming off the bench, the guy that he was previously. I feel like you're probably reading too much into it. We'll see. But I think, I'm using he's, just, my I think he's a dude who just needed to – like Steph Curry was cold for the for three months. I'm like, just using my experience of, of my, my um, judging how guys are wired. I also think you're using your natural state of paranoia yes. also. In this no, 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 it's not. No. It's not. No. My state of paranoia <laughs> has taken me a long way oh, in this business. I would hire me if I was a team. I'd hire me. I'd, I'm I'd sure. be like, yeah, I'm sure. nobody reads players you. like you do, Judd. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to back to Arjun. All right. So in the 2021 season, the Rams were the third least uh, penalized team, whilst the Vikings were the eighth most. So write this down. At the conclusion of the 2022 season, the Vikings will be one of the top five least penalized teams. Discipline. Let's That'd get be that, nice. That disciplined football Good team ball. in here. I like it. False like start. It. Mm-hmm. False start. Hold. Legal formation. Yep. That would I mean, be very It's nice. like offensive linemen who are just completely, you know, in over their heads. Like they have to hold. Like Holy Udo <laughs> hold, had yeah. to hold. Holy Udo. <laughs> yeah. Udo. First, first up offensive series of the year against the Bengals. Three penalties, right? That was amazing. That's right. Yeah. That was Three incredible. penalties. Think about that. All right, guys. Nice we spent all that. off season preparing. Yeah. We've scripted everything. We know what's yeah. going to happen, and CJ we have Hamm. no idea what the snap count the is. The fullback fall started. <laughs> Hopefully, if White Davis actually plays a game, we might be able to see if he false starts as well. Who's that? Wow. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> White Davis. <laughs> Witness protection. He doesn't exist as far as I know. <laughs> Witness protection. Right you drafted down. the guy that doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, Judd. We're back to All Judd, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. I have hey. a wild prediction. The wild, the so just wi- slinging takes, <laughs> le- leaning I'm, back to I'm sip on his coffee, sipping on my coffee. <laughs> this is a, this is this is what's great about this show. There's no pressure here. I'm amongst friends. Just slinging takes. This coffee's good, especially in my Stanley's mug. All right, the Wild and Avalanche will play a seven-game series in the playoffs. I'm wording this very carefully, oh, so man. I will I will say it again because I'm not giving you a round. The Wild and Avalanche hmm. will play a seven-game series in the playoffs. Love it. All right. I love it. I'm here for it. I am okay. here for Break it. This down. I have a very similar prediction to Judd's. I will say the Wild will host the Blues 
in the first round of a playoff series. I'm going extremely specific as of right now. And I, I believe if the playoffs started today, the Wild are technically in third or fourth because they have so many games in hand to make up. They technically would be on the road if the playoffs started today. But all things point to the Wild most likely being in second place in the division if things go according to plan. And I will say the Wild will host the Blues in the first round of a playoff series. We'll write that down. Okay. God, just fast forward to the NHL playoffs, man. Right Seriously, let's just make oh, it happen. God, let's get it. Great. Um, all right, I'm trying to find what what Olympic events are still. I, I want to make an Olympic prediction. Uh, there's <laughs> hockey. Make, like, there's like have they have they done the bobsled yet? Um, I don't know if they've done the bob. They're doing <laughs> double luge as, as we record this right now. Um, oh, so they are, okay. You were asking the wrong two people at least. Uh, no, I like the Olympics. I, I unlike the, the, you like them, the, but you know nothing about them. Figure skating's They're been awesome. The, I don't know what you're talking about. Nathan Chen was phenomenal. All right, I'm going to swing for a home run here. All right, I know Judd already made a women's. You made a women's. Uh, the women would beat Canada, right, in the gold yes, medal game. Okay, so write this down. I'm going to say this. Not only will they get revenge on Canada, the U.S. women will beat Canada by multiple goals in the gold medal game. So they will win. They will win that game by two goals or more. Right. Is what I'm saying. I want this to be a home run. I think they were playing rope a dope. I think they were. I think they were giving Canada a false sense of hockey security in that game the other night. Okay, they had a ton of shots. They were not cleaning up loose pucks in front of the net. I watched almost the entire game. Fell asleep halfway through the third period. Write this down. It's a good game. The puck will bounce their way. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Arjun, your third prediction here, sir. Yep. So I think for the for my third and final prediction, I think the Minnesota Vikings will not pick at the 12th position in the 2022 NFL draft. And off the record, I think they'll actually move up. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. About time. Wonder, yeah, that's the one thing we do. Like, we know that Rick Spielman almost never trades up, especially high in the draft, right? Like, we don't know what. Quasi might just be wheeling and dealing. Maybe he'll pull a, a Mike Ditka with the Saints from, like, 20 years ago where he just trades every pick to move yeah, up okay. for Ricky Williams. So I was watching this um, mock draft the other day for PFF, and they were mentioning how much Quasi loves uh, loves the coverage sort of plays. So if Derek Stingley's still on the board, I think that he'll probably that we might move up to get him. Yeah. Interesting. That'd be a good story. Here for it. He's a hell of a player. So Arjun, since you've got this platform, you woke you woke up early. You know you're 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 speaking to the world right now. Is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Yeah, first of all, just want to shout out to my um, to my other NFL mates and down under here. We all uh, we all wake up at ungodly hours to watch the to watch even when our teams aren't playing. So, um, shout out to those guys as well, and uh, and obviously shout out to you guys as well. Love your content, um, and congratulations on on Purple Daily being top four, uh, top ten in NFL podcasts on Apple. Thanks, so, congrats! Thank you. Thanks, awesome. uh, thanks for all your content. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for getting up early here. Hopefully you can uh, fall back asleep or maybe turn it into a really productive morning or something. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely back to sleep. Drink some, drink some, <laughs> drink some surly and uh, pass out. <laughs> right out. Works for Judd every time. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. That's Thank uh, you. Arjun Thanks, in Australia. Thank you. Thanks guys. See you. Okay. Back over to Judd here. All right. Continuing on the path of the wild predictions, the wild will trade what? for Claude, Claude Giroux this season so uh, the wild will will make a trade for claude Giroux of the flyers this season did i did i make that exact prediction last week do i have that on the record too i don't i don't remember i thought i made closed out the okay 
I, I, no, think, I got, I got it here. Okay, I, th- I think I had it written down in my prep notes like a few weeks ago. I thought I also made that. I mean, we're, I'm, I will possible. gladly take Claude Drew on this team. So I, I'm all very for it. Po- it's very possible. All right, Declan, you have. Uh, yeah, you said the Wild will acquire Claude Giroux. Okay. By the NHL trade deadline. So you, and it's okay. You guys can have the same prediction as long as it was just can't not be the, same the same episode. Yep. Okay. Okay. I like All it. right, Declan, your third and final prediction. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go for um, for a little home run swing here. By next week's write that down. I'll say the Wild will shut out the Red Wings on Monday on Valentine's Day. I'll say the Wild will shut out the Detroit Red Wings on Monday, February fourteenth. Write that down. Okay. Hope Don's got plans. I got dinner. I, I actually won't be watching the game. I think, but but yeah. Oh, I will. I'm I'm going to the game. I'm I'm saying I hope she's got. I love plans. how on like don't involve me. How like Valentine's Day if she has to be picked up from the airport. Judd is I notoriously known for going to games instead of picking up his beloved wife at the airport. If there's a wild game and she's flying in, or or it's some contrived Hallmark holiday, I'm going to the game. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to. It's work. I got to work. I got to. Fe- I got to. I'm going to tell you right now. Stella's dog food ain't cheap. Okay. Just gourmet, gourmet dog food. Yeah, well, she, 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 eats the, she eats the good stuff. The dry stuff she ain't gonna deal with. Oh, she eats wet dog food. Uh, I cut it up for her. Oh, it comes in rolls, and I have to cut it up every morning. Wow. She bar- She wakes me up and barks at me and insists i come downstairs it's incredible it's embarrassing i'm run by a dog <laughs> write this down it's the life you've chose i've yeah, been run by is. cats and dogs and it is that's true uh... don't get me wrong i enjoy it it's just embarrassing all right i'm trying to i, I want to make an olympic pick here so i'm, try, I'm trying to find i found <laughs> a schedule the problem it's hard to find like which events haven't happened yet and stuff <laughs> Never. You're usually the most prepared guy on the show. You have no idea what's going on at the Olympics, and yet you want to make Olympic picks. Yeah. So I did find that they, they have not done the women's skeleton event. That's coming up later this week. So skeleton is like luge, but you go down. Instead of being on your back, you go. It's like you're face down. Yeah. It's, it's very dangerous. Terrifying. Yep. And so write this down. In the, in the women's skeleton event, Kimberly Bowes from the Netherlands will win gold. Write it down. Kimberly Bose. She is a, she is a Dutch uh, BOS. Kimberly Bose. She is a Dutch skeleton racer from, uh, well, from the Netherlands, obviously. And she will win gold in the skeleton, the women's skeleton. There you go. If you want your Olympic insights, I'm your guy right here. Phil Mackey. Write this down. I mean, Phil I Mackey made a hockey one because I like hockey. I don't care about the rest of the, the events. I love the luge and the skeleton. Those are two great. Great I watched the luge. Events. The luge is unnecessarily dangerous. <laughs> There's not enough bang for one's buck. Okay, which of these events would you classify as not unnecessarily dangerous? Speed skating? How about the snowboarding halfpipe? Are any of these like properly safe? You don't know um, what the snowboarding halfpipe is? Yeah, halfpipe. What the hell is that? I don't. It's know. a halfpipe, and they I'm go sure up. I've it. seen it. You don't know what a halfpipe is? No, I'm sure I've seen it. I don't really watch that stuff. I really don't. Um, well, you woke up at 6 a.m. to watch the Czech Republic play a hockey game? Yeah. No, hold on a second. It You're a hypocrite. It started at 7, and I watch. I love hockey. I'll watch hockey. I will not watch sports. I don't care. But here's – I'm consistent. I like hockey. I watch hockey. 
I don't watch these sports that I don't watch. Like, I don't watch these sports like these that losers. I don't watch. Like, 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 I don't arbitrarily say, oh, the luge is on today. Dawn, I can't pick you up yeah. from the airport because I got to go to the luge event. But if the Czech Republic is playing yes, Denmark, are people, playing. I, I'm, I'm there, ignore, baby. I'm willing to ignore people I love for sports I like. <laughs> nope, can't drop you off at Terminal 2. Denmark and Czech are playing a yeah, 7 a.m. tilt and in Beijing, right now, and I got to be up the for X, it. I go to the X to watch them. Oh sorry, Sweden and Switzerland are playing yeah. each That's other. That's a good game. <laughs> That's Amazing. a good game. The Czechs lost to the to Denmark. It was a huge upset. I'm uh, I've been all into the to the downhill skiing, the Super G. I mean, these dudes. My it's mom like, always loved that. And the women. Mm-hmm. It's like. They're running these races. They're like a minute or two minutes long down this massive mountain, and they're coming within like a tenth of a second of each other. And and, yeah. the, and then the comments is it Bodie Miller on commentary? The yeah. commentators are like, "Oh, it. like you know, he flinched his elbow around I'll that one. Skiing. It's going to cost him two tenths of a skiing. Second. Ski skiing bobsled traditional sports are are legit, but some of this crap. The X Game stuff has no business. What? No business in the Olympics. It's the X Games. Stay in the X Games. Okay, na- okay. what are the X Games sports that bother you the most in the Olympics? Anything that involves unnecessarily jumping on a snowboard just pisses me off. That's what an constitutes unnecessary jumping and, and versus here's, necessary jumping? Ski jumping. Necessary. That's fine. Why, Long, is, that why is that necessary? necessary? It's, it's, it's because suicide. they originally put it in the Olympics. It's an Olympic sport. The Olympics so, have added a bunch of crap that nobody wanted, but they decided that they needed more programming. It's tonnage. Put it back in the X Games. Let them smoke their dope and do their jumping. So if I've got, so you're saying if if I've got uh, platforms on both of my feet and I jump, that's acceptable. But if, if I have one on, larger platform that I have both of right, my feet, I'm going to give you the rule of thumb. If it was on Wide World of Sports on ABC with Jim McKay back in the day, it's an oh. Olympic sport. So. If it's some guy who who was just <laughs> never, I don't know who that is. Parents, it doesn't matter. If you, if it was some guy who's just was token up in his bedroom, came downstairs and said, "Hey, mom and dad, I'm going up on the roof to try and jump off on my snowboard," then get the hell out of the Olympics. I love it. I love John's Olympic takes. Well, here's I part love, of the reason why. I love. I want Judd on the Olympic Committee to, I'm to explain of which why. events which events are essential. I'm and which bitter aren't. to this day about. Uh, so, so I've always thought this, but it was it's confirmed incredible. when we had when um, uh, it was was it me and Dubai at the time. We, we got sent out. It, it was before Phil and I teamed up. Oh, we got that's right. We got sent to the X Games at uh, at uh, the Viking Stadium, yeah, US, US Bank, Bank Stadium. Yep. And so part of the deal was because I think we, we had a title sponsorship or something that we were going to have like these guests, which of course I didn't care about one bit. Like I'm it was like, like a okay. bunch of 14 year olds, yeah. right? We got stood up a 14 year old who evidently was making a boatload of cash, like came a half hour late and plopped down. And I like said, really? It's like, this is how it works. Like you're going to like, you are a snot nosed kid and you're late. Like if you're a legit athlete, I get it. <laughs> Like if you're this Kirk Cousins, I, I am not going to be no, and I chastise this this youngster on the air, and I hope it stuck with that that little punk that you don't show up late. Like you are a fourteen year old ski bo- uh, skateboarder, and you're late. You're not a you're not a legit person to do that. I think he probably saved you off. though. Like, what would you have? 
how would you have connected with him for like a 12 minute radio segment? What I would you, what, what would you, I know that's my point. He saved you. No, if he, if, if he shows up and you have to talk with him for like 12 minutes or 15 minutes of a radio I, segment, I, I cut it well, short. how would you even have filled that? I time? wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. I would have cut it short, <laughs> but I mean, I was fascinated by the fact that this young punk was doing these things. That's fine. Just it's not an Olympic sport. It's not real. Let's get it out. My God, you do have a you do have a nice Stanley's coffee mug there, though, right? That, that at least to give you all these takes about your love of the Olympics. I'm full of caffeine. Mm-hmm. Five cups of Joe yesterday. Yeah. Five cups. Okay, really? I had the best workout that I've had in ages yesterday. Where do you stand on curling? I like curling. Actually, um, it's a traditional sport. It's Canadian. It involves drinking. So I like. Curling. So you're fine with drinking, but smoking dope there, there, that crosses the line. I don't care about smoking dope, but X Games were invented for the X Games. Keep it in the X Games. Yeah. No, no, it's not about the smoking dope. It's about the personalities that compete in that, which I'm fine with. You got your own little thing. Just stay in your damn lane. Get off my TV. I'm going to incorporate daily Olympic yeah, updates. I think we now, have to now. The, the rest of the week. Yes. And early next week. But it's going to be great. I'm with you on skiing, Phil. It doesn't sound like you are, actually. <laughs> Hot, no, traditional skiing. My mom loved it. She would watch that stuff all the time. And and here's the other thing that might surprise you. Figure skating, I'm cool with. I'm cool with that. Been around forever. Um, subjective. What's your favorite figure dirty. skating move? Uh, the triple Lutz. The what? Triple Lutz is a good one. Triple what, about triple the tri- what about the triple Salcow? <sighs> Great band. Triple Toe Loop? The toe loop, uh, the toe loop scares me a little bit. Flying Lotus, but uh, that was in Blades of Glory. Oh, Blades of Glory, yeah, great film. Yeah. I, which, great which I film. But anyway, I am, I am all for. I am not saying. And again, I'd like to just say, final thought. <laughs> I do believe, I do believe, before anybody gets upset, that if you enjoy an athletic competition endeavor, you should enjoy that. It doesn't mean that I have to appreciate it, unless it's the X Games. Unless it's the X Games. All right. All right. That's a wrap. Mackie and Judd, write that down. Accountability session and uh, Judd's thoughts on Olympic sports. We'll see you guys for Reckless Speculation Thursday tomorrow.